Good morning, and welcome to St. James Episcopal Church in Baton Rouge. Uh, we are so grateful that you have joined us on this sixth Sunday after Pentecost uh, for this service of the ministry of the Word. Uh, we hope that now you will join us in singing our opening hymn, Found It in Your Service Bulletin, uh, that was emailed out earlier and is also available as a separate link on our Facebook page. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the cypress, instead of the briars shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The word of the Lord. Psalm 119 verses 105 through 112. Your word is a lantern to my feet and a light upon my path. I have sworn and am determined to keep your righteous judgments. I am deeply troubled. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, O Lord, the willing tribute of my lips and teach me your judgments. My life is always in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have set a trap for me, but I have not strayed from your commandments. Your decrees are my inheritance forever. Truly, they are the joy of my heart. I have applied my heart to fulfill your statutes forever and to the end. A reading from the book of Romans. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. The Word of the Lord. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus went out and sat beside the sea. Such a great crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there. And while the whole crowd stood on the beach, he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some of the seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. But anyone with ears, listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. And yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the world, then that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lures of wealth choke out the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundred, and in another sixty, and in another thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Sanctify us, O Lord, in truth. Your word is truth. Amen. And so today, we find ourselves in the third of Jesus' five sermons from the Gospel of Matthew. Again, just as way of a reminder, uh, Jesus is presented as greater than Moses, greater than David, and even greater than Abraham, going all the way back to the original patriarch. And in Moses, the first five books of the Bible were a long time attributed to being written by Moses, and they are called the Torah, or the Law. And what we find in Matthew, written to an audience that is mostly a Jewish audience, is five sermons. Now, we're not saying that Jesus only gave five sermons, but the way that Matthew tells this is that there are five collections of these teachings. And what we start today is the third of those sermons. And it is often called the parabolic discourse. In other words, it is the sermon of parables. And this one in particular is one that is fairly well known. I would not put it in the same category as the parable of the Good Samaritan or or ones like the prodigal son, but I would definitely put it in the top five. In other words, it is one of those parables that most Christians and even many non-Christians have heard at some point in some form or fashion. 
And it is that parable that a farmer goes out and begins to throw seed, what sounds very haphazard, like a very bad farmer, because that farmer, he or she, doesn't care where that seed happens to be falling. But that seed, that farmer is out there spreading seed like crazy. And what do we find is that there are these different soils. And for me personally, growing up, I always heard it taught to me in Sunday school and youth group and in other ways, and even in some sermons, what kind of soil are we going to be? Are we going to be the good soil or the bad soil? And this is reinforced even by Jesus's teaching at the second half. There's actually a break between there. There's the Jesus sells the parable. There's some other part of the Gospel of Matthew. And then the disciples came back and said, hey, Jesus, can you explain that parable? And that's what we get today is this explanation. And it's a very good allegorical explanation. In other words, there's this story with the hidden meaning and the disciples need help unpacking that hidden meaning. And the meaning in this category, in this, in this particular instance, is within the passive narrative that Jesus tells. In other words, it's a very passive nature to be ground. There's no action when it comes to being ground. You're either the good ground or the bad ground. And so perhaps maybe there's an effort within us to try to be that ground, but that was the interpretation at least I, Chris Duncan, personally heard always growing up. However, typically within parables, which is an ancient teaching method that obviously Jesus uses a lot of because we have a whole discourse called parabolic, parable, and we see some of his most famous, not in Matthew, but in Luke, using parables, uh, in this teaching method, and one that was popular by actually the Pharisees, who would become the rabbis, and famous and popular by even Roman philosophers and even back to Greek philosophers. What we see, though, in this teaching method of parables is that the lesson actually comes from the action. And so what I want to throw out today is, is yes, there is truth in Jesus' teaching, obviously, that he shares in Matthew about the kinds of soil and what kind of soil we may or may not be. However, what I would caution us with is that that tends to lead to possible judgmental behavior, to judge of, oh, well, they must be the path soil and I must be the good soil. And Jesus is very clear throughout Matthew that that is not what is intended for us to do. And so what I would actually, though, today, throw out as a, another interpretation. Because that is the beauty of these parables, is that there's, and these allegories, is that there's multiple ways to approach them. So the allegorical interpretation is the one that Jesus shared. But the parabolic interpretation, which actually fits, considering we just had the missionary discourse all about, or the missionary sermon, or the sermon on an evangelism, which comes immediately before this, perhaps there's another way we can approach it that contains truth as well. And that is, in that parable lesson, 
Where is the action? And the action isn't in the soil, but rather in the farmer. The farmer, that bad farmer, who goes out and spreads seed, not concerned about the soil that it would fall on. And yes, it fell on good soil, but it also fell, quote-unquote, on bad soil. But that farmer was not in a place of judgment of that soil. And so behind this parable is possibly not only a reflection on what kind of soil are we, but also maybe what kind of farmer are we. And perhaps the call within this parable of the seed and the grounds and the sower is possibly a call to be bad farmers. Maybe, just maybe, we are called to be bad farmers of God's Word. Now, what I mean by that is that we are to give what God shows to us and gave to us as soil, love, grace, and mercy. And maybe that message of love, grace, and mercy, that we are called to not just hear and receive, but to share, is meant to be shared widely, generously. In fact, grace upon grace. Love upon love. Because I think so often as farmers of love and farmers of grace, as I kind of alluded to last week in my sermon, we somehow think that if we share love or we share grace as these farmers, that we'll then lose that grace and lose that love. But that the reality is it just means there is more. More of love, more of grace, more of the kingdom of God realized in the here and now. So much so that it multiplies 30, 60, and 100 fold. And so the calling of the parable of the sower is maybe twofold. Allegorically, we are to reflect on who am I and how do I respond and receive this gift of grace and love that comes from the God that created us. But perhaps there is also a call that goes with it. Because so much of our faith is not about being passive. It's about being people of action. And so perhaps, just as God was a bad farmer to us, and took a chance to give us grace and love, maybe, just maybe, we have to be vulnerable enough to give love to those who are easy to love, but also not easy to love. Those who will readily receive our grace and love, and also those that we have to be vulnerable enough to realize they may not take it. And so today we are reminded that as sowers of God's word, as evangelists, 
And as Christians, we are called to be bad farmers and to not judge who our love goes to. To not be in fear of where we might lose love, but rather be people of hope, knowing that love upon love will just multiply. And knowing that the God of love through it all is with us and never stops giving us that love. Amen. Let us reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. 
for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we may all we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for Michael, the presiding bishop, Morris, our bishop, Bob, our bishop in residence, <laughs> Chris, Ralph, and Drew, our priests, Pat, our deacon, Annie, our seminarian, and all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of our world, world, word and sacrament. We pray for Donald, our president, John Bell, our governor, Sharon, our mayor, and all who govern and hold authority in the nation of the world. That there may be justice and peace on earth. On the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble that they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. I invite your prayers, either silently or aloud. Lord, hear the prayers of your people, and what we have asked faithfully grant that we may obtain effectual to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. And now in the words that our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.